0: He taught me, keep your friends close, but your enemies
1: closer. To infinity and beyond! There's no crying?
0: There's no crying in baseball!
1: Precious! <sighs> Good, Your no. milkshake! This is Sparta! So you're telling me there's a chance?
0: What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic
1: things I have ever heard. Welcome to Know Your Cinema.
0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Know Your Cinema. This is our very first bonus episode. Uh, Hopefully you come along with us as we journey down the rabbit hole of watching the entire mcu in a release order i am your host jason quinn and with me as always is my equally important co-host devlin clemens the king of the ring <clears throat> this is a very exciting thing for me i know i've seen all of these movies except for perhaps the next one that we're watching i think i kind of tbs that one um but uh Dev, I know you kind of dropped off after like uh, maybe six or eight movies in.
1: Yeah, I got through like the, the core of the Avengers and the, except for, I don't know, I just didn't get to watch Cap. I just went and watched the first Cap and then um I watched Avengers and then Avengers um, Age of Ultron and then what's the next one? Avengers Infinity War. Infinity war. Yeah. I watched that. That's the last one that I actually seen, but I've seen like guardians and I've seen, I've seen all the iron man. Um, I didn't watch any of the remade Spider-Man movies, um, even the Tom Holland ones. So, um, I'm just not like, I'm not a Marvel guy. I've, I mentioned it in podcasts before of, you know, the uh, previous episodes. I'm a DC guy. You and I are DC guys. Um, i love comic books i love superheroes i just i never got into the marvel comic books as a kid except for the punisher um and i just never i just i i didn't really get like i said i I didn't have a lot of background with the characters i mean i know who captain america is i know who iron man is i know the the players in this movie or these movies so but i mean as far as like being a, a nerd about them this is not going to be like the Batman episodes at all. So.
0: It makes sense. I, um, I, I actually kind of have a unique kind of love affair when it comes to uh, movies and comics and stuff of both Marvel and DC because I grew up watching <laughs> Batman the Animated Series and then the Batman movies. And then I also grew up watching the, you know, like the Spider-Man movies, and then like uh, the X-Men movies and stuff. And those were like really big things for me. Now, granted, none of those have anything to do with the MCU, but um, they, I, I loved them a lot. Now, as I got older, I started reading comics because I didn't actually read them as a kid because. I was broke and I didn't realize that you could take comics from the library. So I never really got into them until I was like actually an adult. And then when I got into them, I got like real heavy into them. Like I was, you know, I was reading fucking six graphic novels a day and shit for a while (laughs) and just fucking burning through trade paperbacks and stuff. So when I actually got into comics, they, Iron Man had already been out and they were already on their way through the Avengers when I had really even got into comics. So <clears throat> I fell in love with DC's comics, but then I did quite a bit of research into the Marvel comics as well and following along with some of those storylines simply because of the movies. Um, so I, I have a, a fair bit of love for both sides. I do think DC has better comic book storylines. But I, on the other side of the coin, I think Marvel makes better movies, and so I'm hoping to kind of uh, expand that, expand upon that love here, and and uh, take you guys on this journey with us, and uh, hopefully, I can introduce Devlin to some other uh, flicks out there that he's not seen uh, within the Marvel universe, and. Uh, I'm never going to be able to convert him because there's just nothing better than, than DC storylines but uh, I know I mean, that I'll uh, by I the- mean,
1: let, let me be fair uh, I'm a huge Punisher fan, I, I am, I'm a huge Punisher fan, so like, next to Superman, Punisher is my favorite superhero and he's not really a superhero, he's more like he's Batman he without him. a conscience, I've said that before um, but uh, if if and hopefully they that Marvel brings him into the MCU, it'll be intriguing to watch and maybe it can convert me. Um, because I, I, I that's the one Marvel storyline that I've always enjoyed. Uh, because of the, there's a crossover with Spider-Man, the original Punisher comic. Uh, that he appeared in was a Spider-Man in Spider-Man 129. And um, so there's an amazing storyline of how Frank Castle starts out and then they actually give him his own run of comics and then you get the backstory. So I hope that Marvel actually goes ahead and, and greenlights a, a Punisher movie. I think it would be awesome. Even if they just bring him into the MCU, it would be awesome. So I can be converted. It's just... I-
0: I do think to be f- to to just I don't know if you know this, but from what I understand, uh, the guy that played the Punisher in the the Netflix series, yeah, he is coming into the MCU as the Punisher.
1: That's what I hear. So yeah. I will hold my breath. If that's because... the case, Go ahead.
0: If that's the case, that the my thought process on when that might happen would be probably this December in the Spider-Man movie I think that that would be a good opportunity for him to appear
1: um, yeah, yeah if, they, if they if they do the the original origin story of, of Frank Castle and, and Spider-Man uh, I think it would be pretty cool I think that would be a, a decent uh, movie to, to drop him in but like I said I don't hold my breath Yeah, I, and, uh, and again we're talking about Iron Man we're talking about, uh, you know, uh, the 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 Marvel the Cinematic jumping. Universe. Oh, I'm sorry, this is the jumping point of it all. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not chronologically, but uh, this is the one that started it um, for Marvel and making that that those great Marvel movies. Uh, they've made ones previously, and the the failed attempts of doing it uh and you know they they were shooting their shot with this one but they it, part of why the, the movie this movie the iron man is so good is it has a great cast they casted well the casting director should get uh a bonus because they casted the right people for the right roles uh robert downey jr is tony stark that's the move this is the movie that revitalized his career um, and, you know, hats off to him for overcoming the things that he did and proving Hollywood wrong and, you know, uh, even uh, Jeff Bridges is uh, amazing in this movie as a villain and it's odd to see Jeff Bridges as a villain but he is. Even Gwyneth Paltrow is um, really well casted for pepper pots i think that uh she does a phenomenal job in this movie as, as being that particular character um because the tony stark pepper Potts uh story is is a little complicated um from what i've read uh and you know this is like i said the, this is the you know we or excuse me we said this is the jumping point for everything that's going to come later on and I don't know if this was like big picture for them where they just decided, hey, we can tie all this together, but that's what they did. Um, This movie has everything you would want in an action movie. This is not even a superhero movie. This is an action movie. This has despair. This has comedy. This has great action sequences. It has tongue-in-cheek humor. I mean, it has... All the things you really want in a good movie, and I forgot watching it how great it was. And I got done with it. And I'm like, man, this is this is so good. I don't know why I haven't gone back and watched this. Um, it's a I, I just I'm I'm always blown away by movies that just have that have this really great quality to them um, for action movies because sometimes action movies can just be blood and guts, and you're just like this is a lot this is a lot going on there's not any humor in it but the movie the action movies, I started thinking about the action movies that i really like always have a bit of humor in them and they always but they still keep that serious tone to them and this is what does that and for example action movies that i love that had the serious tones to them are like i love boondock saints i think that movie is one of the best movies ever made uh you know the 21 Jump Street movies which I didn't think going into the 21 Jump Street movies they were going to be any good but they're really good and and funny and inventive and and over the top at times so that's what you kind of get in this movie too it's yes it's a comic book movie yes it's a superhero movie but it's still at times very over the top like you see Tony Stark and you're like okay this guy is just a genius and like He's just sitting in his basement, like he feels like a a kid, like a teenager in his mom's basement, just building shit, <laughs> and just like I got time, I'm just gonna do it. I don't have to, <laughs> I don't have to go to work.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's an interesting kind of side with that because he feels in that way, but at the same time, like he doesn't have to go to work for like his entire life, and he can sit on the couch and watch fucking. Pornhub for the for the next you know 45 years and it wouldn't affect him at all like in a negative way um as far as like his finances going but like it's he he instead of coasting you know and being just the the billionaire playboy that he could be he's too smart for that he just i don't know he's just in to tinkering and I i, I don't know I, I feel like there's a quality about that that reminds me a lot of like growing up and like my uncle was a lot like that like and he's not really he wasn't a billionaire playboy but he was always a tinkerer so like he you know I remember him building uh, <clears throat> like guitar amps in uh, cigarette packs and you know he, he built and designed uh, electric guitars and amplifiers and CNC machines and like you know he would build us like ramps for skateboarding and bikes and all just he was always doing shit you know what I mean he was always building something and so I really appreciate that kind of tinkery aspect that he has to him and I think that they do a good job of capturing it too because it's not It's not uh, like it feels very very authentic. Like if you if you know somebody in your life that has that kind of a quality about them and is always just working on something, it it feels authentic when you watch Tony do that in this movie. It's not just like something that they're trying to figure out how it would look. I mean, Favreau knows that's what the fuck that looks like. So I feel like it's 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 just a phenomenal thing that they're able to showcase there and that aspect of Tony Stark. I think that they do a really good job of showcasing his, you know, his witty humor. Um, even in this, even when you know the chips are down for Tony in this movie, he still, you know, finds a way to to crack a joke about him. And I think that that's one of the things that audiences fell in love with most in the Iron Man character. And one one of the reasons why I think the the entire MCU works is because they figured out a way to tell these wonderful complex storylines and they never forget about humor like there's not a single movie that I can think of in the MCU that's not at least somewhat funny and I think that that's that's one of the things that I I think makes the MCU so special is you know we watch Justice League and they kind of try to copy it with Joss Whedon little random cut of whatever the fuck he was doing but it didn't work there like they just those characters aren't built to be funny like you can't make jokes Batman doesn't make jokes that's just not who the fuck he is and you can do that with Barry but the way they cast Barry Allen in the movie is very super awkward so he's not the kind of person that's going to make a whole lot of jokes so it just doesn't work as well but characters in the MCU, Tony Stark in, in, in particular, that's who they are. They're funny as hell. Spider-Man's funny as hell. So, I think that's one of the things that the MCU does well, and I think that it's kind of a learned quality from the way uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Jon Favreau
1: put this movie together. Yeah, I think I think it's because Favreau know, has a... No, no, your thought process is right on it. I just think Favreau understands that he has to bring some form of humor to uh, the movies that he does, I mean, even Elf, which is a, uh, a great uh, holiday movie. There's a very, very vibrant, funny uh, uh, aspect to that movie. And, you know, that's a reason why it's so beloved and has become a, a holiday classic is because it stands the test of time and the iron man movie while i think you know it's it, it's going to technology wise and cgi wise it's going to um, not be as looked upon later on uh, i think the story and how it's put together is still going to be uh, revered in years to come as a like the like the the off the, the like the starting point for where you'd want to take a superhero movie
0: yeah, no, I think um, I think like you said, there's there's some there's this is a movie that is, it has a timeless quality about it in the way that I can see me. I mean, it's it was what well, was it twelve years ago that this movie came out? Um, I can see myself in another ten years still watching this movie and, and enjoying it, and then I can see myself in another twenty years and still watching this movie and enjoying it. Um, because a lot of the things that are, that are in this movie. And like you said, I mean, obviously CGI, um, is going to get better with time, but whatever. That's just how it works. Um, but I still think, I still think we're going to see this movie, you know, years down the road and still think, man, that was a solid fucking flick. Um, one of the things that, um, I would feel a little bit um, remiss about pointing not pointing out is obviously we do get a a recast in this from this movie on to the next one, um, yeah. in, in the War Machine character, um, Terrence uh, Howard. His last name's Howard. I can't think of what was called. It's Terrence Ter- Howard. Howard.
1: I'm like, man, what is this?
0: <clears throat> yeah. Um, I knew his last name was Howard, but I couldn't think of his first name. Um, Terrence Howard does a pretty damn good job in this movie, to be fair. He's a, he's a solid war machine. I think, uh, well, not really war machine, but he's a solid roadie. Um, and then later to become war machine. But uh, I think you know, we, we get a, a really good dynamic between him and Robert Downey Jr. <clears throat> the one thing that I feel like is the, the biggest difference I feel in between the Terrence Howard and the Don Cheadle version of the two of them in my opinion is I find Terrence Howard I don't know what it is about that man but for some reason Terrence Howard strikes me as being like hyper intelligent and I think it's just because he actually is but like I don't get a, a disconnect in the intelligence between Terrence Howard and Tony Stark in this movie because I feel like, I don't know, there's something about Terrence Howard that has always made me feel like he's a super intelligent dude. And so it's hard for me to see him as somebody who's not on Tony's level when it comes to the intelligence and the things that he's able to pull off. Um, I, just, I just think whereas,
1: he's uh, not- <laughs> he, he's he's the voice of reason for Tony in a lot of situations where Tony needs like that person to like kick him in his ass and he because and, he's but he's also uh, Tony's also like that thorn in his side where like there's that scene where Tony goes and you know dest- you know destroys the the insurgents in that village and he's you know he calls him up and he's like hey what's going on and he's like you you got any tech in that in that area and he's like nope he's like well i got something on the screen right now and it's about to get shot down (laughs)
0: like
1: he knows it's tony he just he wants to hear it from his mouth he's like i know this is tony this this can't be anything but tony and he immediately calls him and he's Tony's just like, nope, nothing, nothing's going on. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, i will drive with the top down. Like, <laughs> like it's t- normal Tony Stark humor, but at the same time, he's like, like the character Terrence Howard's playing, just like, I'm not, I'm not going to pull no punches. What the hell with you? I'm going to shoot this thing down. Like, I don't care if you're in it or not.
0: Okay. You can be in it all you want, but you're about to get shot the yeah. first
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because at the end of the day, he's got a job, too, to... Um, you know, answer to higher power, so to speak. <laughs> so he, you know, he can't just brush this off like, uh, yeah, Tony, uh, I don't know anything about this. Like, he's got to do his job. Uh, and Tony put him in a very awkward position because that's Tony being Tony. He has a habit of doing that with, with people that is he surrounds himself with. Whether it's Pepper or his driver or, uh, you know, even um, Jeff Bridges' character. In this movie, Tony has this innate uh, ability to just Tony being Tony being the cocky asshole that Tony is.
0: It's just it's so good. I love that. Like, I mean, you know, obviously we get to watch Tony Stark in a bunch of different MCU movies and stuff, but like, I never, I don't ever want to not see Robert Downey Jr. play Tony Stark. Like, I just, I could watch him play Tony Stark in... like another, you know, 20 fucking movies and be like, yep, that's what I signed up for and I'm happy that I
1: have Well, Robert Downey Jr. has always been kind of typecast in roles where he plays the cocky asshole. Like, in Weird Science, he plays kind of a a cocky, like, preppy guy. In uh, Back to School with um, Rodney Dangerfield, he plays kind of that same character as well. Um... Even in Tropic Thunder, he plays that you know he plays an actor who's really kind of full of himself and takes his role very, very seriously. And
0: goddamn, that deleted scene is one of the. Funniest <laughs>
1: <sentences>. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, but he's been kind of typecast in those roles because he does play that arrogant asshole so well. Like, you you want to love him. He's the guy, like you see him like if you didn't know robert downey jr personally but you were hanging around him for like you know an hour or you're just hanging out with him all night you'd be like you'd be drawn to him because he's got this like swagger and this aura about how he portrays the characters now i don't know if the guy's like that in real life he i've seen some of his instagram stuff and i've seen um when his um, son had a band he was really out there like promoting his son's band um so he seems like a really down-to-earth guy Um, but he just seems like he's always Tony Stark. Like, it just seems like that's his personality and he was built for this role. It's kind of like Ryan Reynolds being Deadpool. Like, if you go back and listen to Ryan Reynolds acting, whether it's in um, Two Guys and a Girl or um, uh, the Van Wilder movies, if you just close your eyes, you think of Deadpool now. And then when he played Deadpool, you're like, this is like a like, it fits like a glove.
0: Oh yeah, it's and I mean, from what I read, I don't know how true it is. They just signed uh, Ryan Reynolds to a, I want to say a ten movie deal with the MCU to play Deadpool, which in my opinion is a fucking fantastic move. You should always have Ryan Reynolds play Deadpool. Well, um, so I would love to see in in some manner. A, a Deadpool and Iron Man meet up at some point in time. I think that'd be funny. I think that I think that the two of them on screen would have a, a fantastic chemistry. If Deadpool's an even bigger asshole, like yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no denying if we there was a contest for assholes in the Marvel universe, it's going to be. Uh, it's gonna be Deadpool and Tony Stark, you know, competing for each other's. You know, that's that's just the gist of it. I'd even throw Spider Man in there too because Spider Man's kind of an asshole as well.
0: Spider Man's not supposed to be an asshole. Uh, Spider Man is uh, our version of Spider Man when he comes off as a little bit of a dick. Uh, I don't see him as an asshole. I do see. Frank Castle's an asshole.
1: I mean, he's an asshole for a completely different reason.
0: He's I mean, he's got just justification. I'm not
1: blaming him again. Yeah, he's... I mean, yeah. Frank Castle's mm. like the like an asshole like for yeah, just completely different reasoning. Like he's not like uh he's not the Tony Stark smart asshole. He's the he's the uh the, let me just you know, I got a room full of bad guys, let me just uh let me just throw a grenade in there.
0: He's like uh, he reminds I think I feel like Tony Stark has I wonder or not Tony Stark but I feel like Frank Castle has a a vibe it would actually be the other way around but uh I feel like Mocky Mock was was channeling the Frank <laughs> Castle asshole when he was in Four Brothers like that's the level of asshole that I got at him it's just very like fucking to the point
1: you know, let me let me give you a golf clap for saying Mackie Mac. Mackie Mock in in Boston accent. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I I haven't seen Four Brothers in a while, so I know the movie is great. I remember liking it. I just haven't seen it. I think I've seen it once. I just haven't watched it again. So I can't really validate my mom's
0: in love with Mark Wahlberg. So <laughs> that's
1: Okay. Noted.
0: When they moved when when Mikey Mac put the the Chevy dealership down the road from my mom, she
1: was ecstatic. She's trying to go buy a car and get a get a FaceTime with uh Wahlberg. <laughs>
0: She was like, she walked in the door. She said, where can I get a cat? And he wasn't there. So it didn't really pan out. And then she dropped the bus. And <laughs> um. oh.
1: oh, that's so good. But
0: uh, <laughs> she pulled up in her glass her, uh, and funky bunch.
1: Um, your mom's got good
0: (laughs) I feel like it's funny but at the same time like you could take that a completely different way and I'm like fuck you you know what I mean like it's too (laughs) it's on the nose like it's close like I'm like I'm like yeah that's funny and then at the same time I'm like I could fuck you up for that shit um (laughs) But uh, anyway, I feel like I feel like we've 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 strayed off of Iron Man quite a bit, but uh, that's okay. But it's fun. It's fun time. We stayed
1: in the we stayed in the Marvel universe, except for the Mikey mach uh, stray off there.
0: Yeah. One thing that I do got to mention before we get into the favorites and stuff, though, is. I don't know how many um Jeff Bridges movies I have ever seen like movies where he's in them. So the only one the only role that it comes to mind at all, all for him aside from this is in uh fucking the bowling one. What the fuck is that shit called? It's the Big Lebowski. My my, my the Big Lebowski. Yeah, my memory shit. <laughs> um so Seeing him play the dude and then seeing him play this guy are the only two frames of reference that I can possibly think of right now. I'm not saying that I haven't seen him in other things, but those are the only two things that I can think of. I'm like, man, those are the two most drastically different roles ever played. Like, those are my only two frames of reference for the one for him as an actor. And I'm like, damn, those are two very different characters. (laughs) But yeah, he does a really good job of both characters.
1: There's another movie that I really love Jeff Bridges in. It's a really, really good movie. It's got Tim Robbins in it. It's called Arlington Road. Yeah. It's a really, really good movie like as Tim well. Robbins. And then there's a movie called um, Blown Away with um, uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Jeff Bridges. Uh, it's like a firefighter movie. That's another good one. Um you know, he, he's done a lot of like. Uh,
0: Tommy Lee Jones and I have beef.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Tommy Lee Jones and I have beef too. So, but you know, really, he, you know, he, he was also in the original Tron. Uh, oh, done, you know what? I, I do remember that. So, yeah, he's done, I mean, he's done a lot of different stuff, um, you know, coming from an acting family. But I mean, those are really like his biggest claim to me. Those biggest claims of claims to fame is, are those are those movies there. But I mean, he's done a lot of B movies and hit and miss movies and uh, different stuff like that. But I, uh, Arlington Road was the, the the first thing I remember seeing him in, because um, that movie is that movie's different too, um, because of. Uh, you know, Tim Robbins' portrayal in that movie is really superb as well. So, that's another like movie that a lot of people haven't seen, but it's really good as well.
0: You can watch the original Tron on Disney Plus right now, for the record. It is a sight to be seen. Anybody, I... that's, anybody that has Disney Plus and has not seen the original Tron could at least give it a couple of minutes.
1: <laughs> I mean, Tron was made in 1982, so. Oh, but it is.
0: Like, it's. have you ever seen the, the show The Goldbergs?
1: Uh, I've only seen clips of The Goldbergs.
0: <clears throat>
1: You'd probably appreciate The Goldbergs. It's fantastic.
0: But um, in The Goldbergs, they use one of the kids that's obsessed with the movie Tron. And so he starts trying to recreate it. The costume he made to recreate Tron is just as good as the costumes in Tron. Like, it's so bad it looks like a a random, like, eight-year-old could make them. But, like, they're so (laughs) god-awful looking costume. It's like a white jumpsuit and a fucking frisbee with some glow-in-the-dark paint on them.
1: Nice. It's
0: So bad. Well, you know, it's they, they tried
1: to recreate the actual theme of the '80s, where people tried to make costumes and and have the stuff that we can make costumes with nowadays, that's readily available.
0: Oh, it's 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 uh, it, it's. I mean, it's it's fantastic that they were like, you know what, we got to do this Tron thing, and it's it's surprising to me that Disney was like, we should make a sequel to Tron, like.
1: Tron was like, a hit back in the that, day, man. Tr- Tron was a hit.
0: The fact that they had the, the cojones, but they brought it out like so much later, though.
1: Well, you know, again, CGI and stuff had advanced, so and they, they
0: invested they invested so much money in Tron.
1: I know, so but I mean much. it you know, like you said, they they took a shot on something, you know, remakes or sequels, they, they took a shot on it.
0: I guess according to IMDb, they are both equally good. They are both a six point eight out of ten in the rating scale. So,
1: yeah, and I mean, it, it was a box office success. I mean, it 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 almost doubled its its budget. So,
0: yeah, I mean, that's not bad. I mean, I saw it, but it's just like it's one of those gambles that I was like super shocked that they went for.
1: Sequels and, and, and 80s nostalgia is, is something that's in. They had it in the vault. I mean, they're, like, they're like, well, we have the rights to it. Why not? Yes, that's true. A lot of, I mean, none of they do is like get a soundstage and some green screen. They really didn't have to do much of anything.
0: I imagine the entirety of the
1: budget is just
0: like Jeff Bridges and CGI. <laughs> Probably
1: probably well we want to uh move on to um favorite scene sir sure certainly Uh, would you like to take this or would you like me to take Um, this
0: um i can i can go ahead um I think my favorite scene in this movie is probably one of the more violent scenes in the film is um, I guess it's also the, the the ending part of it too but the beginning part of the scene is Tony landing in this war-torn country that's being ravaged by you know the, the pack of people that actually fucked him up in the first place and then he like just takes them out like on single-handedly and, and kind of rescues the town from his own weapons and stuff. And I think that that's just a really cool shot to showcase because that's really the first thing we get to see of Iron Man doing Iron Man shit. You know what I mean? Yes. And so I think that they do a really good job of showcasing his capabilities as a superhero. and And the ending part of that scene being him flowing away, flying away and roadie doing the call thing that they're about to shoot him out of the sky is probably one of the funniest scenes in the movie too. So that back to back combination of one of the most action-ridden sequences followed by one of the funniest sequences in the movie are fantastic.
1: I dig it. That's probably my, my runner up scene, but, um, my favorite scene is when Tony first decides to go out in the suit and take the flight and try to push it to its limits. Um, the beginning of the scene when he's telling the robot, like, don't, <laughs> don't douse me with the, with the fire, uh, retarded chemicals and then does all the stuff with the, the, the suit and takes it to its limit. And, freezes and comes back down and then flies back in and then falls through the roof and lands on the car and then the the robot douses him with the fire retardant chemicals again is like it's so slapstick it's it's just so funny i just appreciate that scene so much and then uh there's like a you know not a callback necessarily but when he's reaching you know later on when he's reaching for the the arc put back in his chest and then the robot hands it to him because he couldn't reach it like that's kind of a cool little scene like I, you know I, I hated you for dousing me the chemicals but thank you for bringing me this this arc reactor so I could stick it in my chest
0: thanks for saving my life <laughs> right um, that is funny the The little robot is, is hilarious
1: yeah it, it's it's like I said it's a good little Good little slapstick there. Good little slapstick. Oops, um favorite quote, Jason. Uh, why
0: Won't you come back to me on that one? Go ahead and let me let me think on it.
1: Okay. Um it's hard for me to pick one. It's such a quotable movie. So it, it's really hard for me to just pick one. I don't really I don't really have a favorite quote in this movie because there's so many good, just one liners. It's very hard. I'm going through my notes here. I don't know if that was your problem as well.
0: Yeah, I mean it's there is like you said, there's a lot of of really good stuff that happens in this film. A lot of good uh, one-liners. Tony Stark is fucking hilarious. <clears throat> um, I did. I don't know, man. The 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 persona that he has is fantastic. I love the way he, you know, it's, it's some sometimes it's like even little shit that that uh, like the when he first gets that that reporter that comes up to him and she's you know comparing him to. Uh, the Da Vinci of our time is what she says, and he says it's absolutely ridiculous. I don't paint. That's fucking hilarious. Um, I and mean, it's just I don't know. He's he's so fucking smooth.
1: I think I got it. I think I narrowed it so down. I, <clears throat> okay, I can it okay. down. It's it's in the it's in the scene where that you love so much, and it's the conversation between. Uh, Rody and Tony, and he said, Uh, Rody says, Uh, oh my god, you crazy son of a bitch! You owe me a plane, you know that, right? And then Tony says, Yeah, well, he technically hit me, so
0: <laughs> that is funny. I think you know what I think I'm gonna go with just because because I get an opportunity to go with this. My favorite quote in this movie is going to be. I am Iron Man. Because of the fucking gravity that that line holds. Like, yeah, nobody else hero. had ever, yeah, nobody else had ever fucking just been like, yeah, dog, that's me. Like, no other superhero had ever done that shit, like, on screen at all. Nobody was like, it's me. But, like, here, here's fucking Tony Stark with the fucking the balls that like the greatest the biggest balls anybody's ever had i mean even even just like the fucking flight test has some fucking nuts on it can you imagine being like well i built this robot thing and then having the fucking cojones to be like well, i'm gonna take it to outer fucking space to just test it out yeah like that's insane to me like I would have been like, I'm gonna take it to the top of my house. Like that would have been my fucking test run on it. You know what I mean? Right. Like at least I probably won't die there. And then this motherfucker's like, "Fuck it, we're going all all through the city, all up in fucking space." But I think that what kind of really showcases the cockiness and the the biggest level is him saying, "I am Iron Man." Yeah,
1: no, it it really does. You know, and the pushing of the suit that's that's tony being number number one being an inventor and wanting to to push the limits of whatever he's inventing and this is something he knows is very special so he he was willing to die for his craft to do that but i also think that with tony coming back from his pt you know having ptsd with being, you know, captured over in Afghanistan, he just didn't give a shit if he lived or died. But if he was going to yeah. die, he was going to die doing something he felt was right. Cause there's a, you know, there's a drastic change in Tony. He's still an asshole and he's still a cocky asshole, but he also becomes more, uh, more humane I guess you can say I, more of a human like he feels. He, I guess he feels like um, what he witnessed and what he went through and the sacrifice that the, the one guy made for him so he could get out of that cave really hit home with Tony and I think he took that to, to heart that he was going to make something of what he built in a cave he could do better with the right materials so I think it, that, that's a very, very good scene. Like I said, that's, that, and that's another reason why it's my favorite is because I just I feel like Tony was, you know, he had spent all that time in the basement working on his workshop, working on that. And he was just like, fuck it. I'm going to take this thing out. <laughs> and even Jarvis was like, uh, no, you shouldn't do this. <laughs> and he's like, whatever, I'm doing it. Absolutely. Um, favorite performance,
0: sir. Um, I think Jeff Bridges does a fantastic job. I think uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is fantastic. Um, Terrence Howard's great, but it's it's Robert Downey Jr. I think uh, it's it's not nothing against the supporting cast. I think they do a fantastic job of of holding their own. And if they failed in their roles, we wouldn't you know they wouldn't have done a great job. Uh, this movie wouldn't have done as good as it did, but it's hard for me to to look at this movie and then look at the impact that it has later on, even down the road, and not say that the best performance in this movie is Robert Downey Jr.
1: I agree. Like I said, I think it just it he brings the character to life and makes it as real as possible to the the way Tony Stark was portrayed in the comics. So it's it's definitely Robert Downey Jr. Um, ratings. I'll go first. It's a ten. Uh, right out the gate, it's a ten. Uh, it's it's a great movie. It's great acting. Great supporting cast. I don't have beefs with this movie. I feel like it does a great job of setting enough of a story in the beginning, and it doesn't feel like it's rushed. Uh, to give you background on what really makes Tony tick and what made him become Iron Man. Um, and I think that it does a good job of setting the stage for future movies without feeling rushed at the end as well. So it, it's a very good, it's a very good paced movie. So uh, again, it, it, technology, you know, with CGI and all that stuff, it's a very, very, you know, Good movie, and it's twelve years old. It still holds up, so it's a ten.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna join you on that. I've been sitting here thinking um, as we're going over. it, That's the one thing that's been kind of looming in my mind. Like, where am I gonna give this a ranking? And <clears throat> it's it's hard to it's hard to find a flaw. And if it's the first time tuning in, um, and if not, then you already know this. That I base my rankings on what flaws I can find in the film. And it's hard to find. There's not an acting performance that's out of line. There's not a scene that is shitty or feels like it's gone on for too long or we needed more of it. The pacing's fantastic. The storyline's great. Action's great. Humor's great. The with sneakily, you know, back door. The I mean, they they at the very end of this movie, they they you know, we get that. That little end scene at the end, where you know, fucking, uh, we find out about the Avengers Initiative through Samuel L. Jackson as uh, can't think what the fucking name is, but anyway, him, he comes in, he's like, you know, I want to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. That little extra piece on top of the fucking, you know, pie is fantastic, and I think, I think this movie does everything right across the board. So, yeah, it's a 10 for me, too.
1: Awesome. Well, folks, that is the first bonus episode and many more to come. Um, Join us for our regular podcast every Tuesday uh, here on Know Your Cinema. This week, if you wasn't paying attention to the tuesday episode we are going to be watching phantasm so looking forward to that i know jason's gonna watch that probably later tonight and uh we'll uh we'll have that review for you on tuesday so until then uh we always like to end the show and since we're not doing segment two it's gonna be kind of weird but we always like to end the show with our favorite quotes mine comes from my best friend who passed away Uh, when we would be watching baseball, he would always look at me and if the Minnesota Twins were losing and he would say, all is right in the world today and folks, all is right in the world today.
0: I always like to sign off with the movie quote that means the most to me and that I've grown up living my life by, which is never take life too seriously because you'll never make it out alive.
1: All right, folks, join us Tuesday for Phantasm and next Thursday for another bonus episode of Know Your Cinema Podcast. Until then, see ya.